Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Bridge Church. Come on, give, make some noise. Come on. Hey. Um, if I don't know you, I just want to say welcome like Pastor Derek did. Uh, I guess he's the good-looking one. And, uh, yeah, you know, uh, it's in the eye of the beholder. Um, but what I want to say is that for 41, dude, I don't look that bad, okay? I'm just saying. So, we'll compare you when you're 40. What did you say? Wow, wow. No heckling. I think she just said I look like I'm 60. Um, hey, I just want to say this. I've got a short message I want to share with you. And then by 1130, we're going to be outside and just hanging out. And we just want to invite you to stay with us. Uh, we will put the game on in here for those of you that would like to watch. For those of you that would not like to watch, you can hang out outside. Make yourself at home. There's a, a porta pooper back here outside. If you is that how you say porta potty out here? If you need one, I just that's I'm trademarking that porta pooper. Okay, right out here and uh, make yourself at home in our place, man. And uh, we just want you to know that during our world of crazy time, we want to be uh, just a church where we're a safe place where we can come in. We can freely worship, we can freely learn, we can freely hang out with each other. And so I just want you to know that uh, you're in a safe place. Uh, we All we do here is we worship and we preach Jesus and we talk about relationships with each other and we want to be left giving in this community. So if you want to know what the Bridge Church is about, that that's us. And so uh, today, uh, we are actually, it be next uh, Saturday, the 26th of September, we officially celebrate when my wife and I and a team of people had this crazy idea to go on this journey and start the Bridge Church 10 years ago, and we're still going. Come on, somebody. So... It has been nothing but roses and, and peeps on Easter since we started. And, you know, 2020 has been the easiest year to pastor a church. And uh, it's uh, it's been, uh, how many know, it's just been a wild ride the last few years. And not just the church, but your life too. And so, uh, we're, we're in this series today. And we do this series every September. Every Sunday in September, we use a movie to talk about God's principles. Because I don't know about you, but I like when things are relevant to what's happening in life and we tie those in together without giving up on the foundation principle of what I believe scripture to be. And so I just want you to enjoy. Today we're going to look at Sonic the Hedgehog. Now maybe you haven't seen the movie yet, but let me ask you this. How many of you here this morning played Sonic? Yeah. Alright, you're old. Alright. If you played Sonic, how many have like the tone in your head right now? Dun, 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 dun. Now you do, don't you? Yeah. You know, the rings, it was like just, it was like, it was like Super Mario on severe drugs. That's what this, that's what Sonic is, isn't it? Like I remember the first time my wife saw Sonic and she was used to, you know, Mario. You're welcome. And, uh, you know, what she would have is she, she came in watching me play on my little, little Sega Genesis. That was what I had in college. Come on, somebody. And uh, I, I played my little Sega Genesis. And she came in and she's watching me play Sonic. And there was like three or four, you know, different versions of Sonic the Hedgehog. And she's like, what is this? I don't even know how you can see the screen. Everything's moving so fast and it's going crazy. And I'm like, I love it. It's fun. You know, I, I enjoyed video games for a week of my life and, uh, and, and liked them. 
Any gamers out here? If you're if you're a gamer, talk to Pastor Derek. He plays Xbox and like, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand everything today. But um, this is one thing I do understand. And this is one thing I want to talk about this morning. And really, I just have three main points that I want to share with you today as we just kind of unpack this scripture. So we're going to look at Sonic today and, you know, really unpack some biblical principles with that. The last two weeks, uh, last week we looked at Bill and Ted Face the Music, the new Bill and Ted movie. And uh, the week before that, we looked at Hamilton, which is on Disney+. And so you can go back if either of those are your favorite movies and you want to see some biblical truths uh, with that. But today, I want to look at Sonic. And if you're not familiar with the idea of Sonic. He is a what? He's a hedgehog. Yeah, see, most people know that. He's a blue hedgehog. And uh, this movie came out in February. It was actually supposed to come out a couple years ago, but uh, the hedgehog that they created, the designers, they, you know, they did a couple previews and everybody said the hedgehog was too creepy and too freaky looking. So they actually had to redo it and then COVID hit. So now it's back in theaters. And so I took one of my kids and I needed an excuse to go see it, you know, so I brought him with because I didn't want to look like the weirdo old guy sitting in the movie theater watching, but if you don't know the story... You have Dr. Robotnik and, and Sonic, and they go after each other. He he represents evil, the Dr. Robotnik, and who's played by Jim Carrey, who's a phenomenal actor in this movie. And then you have Sonic, who represents essentially good. You know, he's he, he's essentially good within the movie. And you have this phenomenal battle between like good and evil. Yeah, you ever seen like the Narnia movies before? I mean, those I talk about like good versus evil, right? I mean, it's really easy to see that in Sonic. We can see that as well. You see this just battle happening between good and evil constantly. Now now you might say, well that's just a movie. Well I hate to break it to you, but there's a constant war happening in here, in here, and for your soul between good and evil all the time. It's happening. It's going on. That's what I love about Jamie. Thank you for sharing your testimony. And can we just give Jamie one more hand for sharing that? Thank you. Because what you shared is a choice. It's not something that naturally happens every day. There's this battle that goes on all the time, especially when you say, I surrender to you, Jesus. I want you to take my life. It's not just a bed of roses, okay? There's thorns on a bed of roses. And so what we have to do is we have to discern the good and the evil. And that's what I like in some of these movies like Sonic. It's really easy to see it. And man, Jim Carrey plays a phenomenal bad guy. I just got any Jim Carrey friend. I love it. Like from the mask old day, Ace Ventura. Like this, he did, he did a great job here. And so I want you to know that your life, you have peop, you have two really essentially want control for you. You have somebody on the dark side, if you're a Star Wars fan, you have somebody on the light side, okay? And, and really what we have to do is we have to go, all right, God, I want the best for my life because God wants the best for your life. And so it starts with the surrendering. But there is this battle that we don't always see. In fact, in the movie, a lot of the scenes take place where you see Dr. Robotnik and you see Sonic and they're battling each other constantly. But not everybody on the world sees that take place. Let me just bring it you know, to, our, to reality for us. You don't have to raise your hand because I know it's all yes for all of us. But how many of us have situations in our life, you know, demons maybe we're fighting or, or demons in the closets or things that we hide that we try to battle with all the time, but we don't tell everybody about. We don't even tell maybe the ones closest to us that we're battling with that. And so no one always sees that. There's only one that sees all that. You know, that's why we call him omnipresence. He's everywhere all the time. And so he sees you. He sees what you're going through. He sees the whole battle and we know who wins. So let me show you this next clip here in Sonic this morning. 
Guess I had a bonus life. <gasps> oh, yeah, baby. A Sonic One, a Big Tank Zero. I'm sorry. Did we get that on camera? How are you not dead? I have no idea. Do you see me dancing? Yes, I saw you dance. Is that all you got? No, but thank you for asking. Uh-oh. Sonic! Get back in the truck. You go. I'll catch up. I think that tank just had a baby. Stop fighting or I'm taking that thing away. That right, Dad. Where are you going? Just drive the car. I'll take care of this. And if I don't make it, just ditch me. You seem good at that. Today we're destroying robots. Step one. Yes, we did it. Okay, so let me ask you this, all right? Man, if you haven't seen it, it's fun. It's a great family movie, and I knew we were having families here today, so I want to keep it really family-friendly for you. But you see, right here, you even see good versus evil. And here's the deal. Sometimes it's hard for us to discern what is really good and what's really bad. Sometimes it's hard, and we even lie to ourselves. You know, I lie to myself all the time. That extra piece of chocolate cake will not put calories in this body, I proclaim in the name of Jesus. No, it, it doesn't work that way. And so we lie to ourselves constantly because, because, and, and maybe you want to blame way back in the Old Testament, there's this story that took place that really foundation, I talked about this a couple months ago, how we became, you know, we ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and thought, hey, we can do this on our own when really we need God's discernment because otherwise it's really easy to give in to the wrong voices. Let's, let's just bring it into reality for a moment. I don't know about how many of you have been online or you watch the media or you look at the news, but uh, I don't know about you, but one of the things that I do when I hear anything, no matter what political side you're on, no matter what you think of the CDC, no matter where you're at, is, is this one question. Who do I trust right now? If you haven't asked that question, then you're living under a rock. Because I don't know about you, but I see people losing trust to the point where sometimes it brings out the evil that's been just festering in our closet that no one sees and now everyone can see. But where did this stem from? Where did this come from? Well, let's look. In Genesis chapter 3, it says this. Now the serpent... That's, that's Satan, essentially. It was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We can eat any fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you will die. Okay? Verse 4. Right here. What, is the, what does the enemy do right away? Oh, no! You're just this little tiny, just, it just starts this little, no, you won't die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
Well, they did, right? And, and you know, some people blame the serpent. Some people blame Eve. No one blames Adam. No, but there, we can't go back and blame anyone. We have to take responsibility for that discernment. So what do we do? If we were not the ones called to know good versus evil, who is? What's well, real simple. That's our Savior. That's Jesus Christ. He's the one God sent so that if we believe in Him, He shows us that way. Even later on when He died and was resurrected and then He ascended into heaven and said, I sent you the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, for Him to lead our lives every single day so that we can rely on Him. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Spirit more in my life in the last few months than I ever have ever. And I'll tell you what, my prayer in the last few months and my prayer for all of us today, including myself is this. God, may I see my need for you before I feel the need for you. Did you catch that? God, I want to see my need for you before I feel my need for you. Because He cares about you enough where sometimes if you didn't think you hit bottom yet, He'll allow that to happen so that you can have life and have life to the fullest. Thanks, Pastor Chris. That's really encouraging. I'm so excited now that you say my life's going to suck for a while until I know Jesus. Well, I'd rather tell you now than later because I believe there is a hell and I believe there is a heaven. And today I think for some reason we think, oh no, those don't exist. That's not, that's not a loving God. Where's our foundation? My foundation is a biblical foundation that I'll go back to and I will listen to and look at even when I don't like it. I can't throw away pages of Scripture. Christ is the foundation of our faith. Okay? He's the foundation. Thank God that it's not politicians. No offense if you're a politician here, but I'm glad you're not my foundation. Okay, what if it's medical examiners? What if it's, you know, the numbers and all this? How many are so grateful that's not our foundation? Come on, somebody. Now, I know some of them are trying to do the best they can, and man, we need to pray for them, and they need a lot of grace right now. But I'm going to continue to put the foundation of my life in Jesus. Period. Number two, rest versus restlessness. Let me talk about this just for a moment. When we have evil versus good in our life, if you get to this place where you're not feeling at rest, it's probably because the enemy or things have been happening and you're going through this war and you're like, God, I just need you. Where are you? You know, you're thinking like God like is on vacation while we're all going through this stuff the last few months. Okay? Yeah, I felt that way too and I'm your pastor. Okay? And, and, and what I have to do is I have to realize... That what it is, is it's this restlessness that we feel. Let me ask you this. You don't have to raise your hand, but how many here would like some rest? You're like, man, it's hard for me to even come to church once a Sunday. Or hard to get to go to work or hard to go to school because things have just been going like this and going crazy. And how many of you are going, I just want rest. You know, what's crazy about it is, I think it's funny that during this pandemic, it's a hard thing to find rest because we've had the time more than ever. Now, some people have really taken advantage of that. For some, they've worked harder than they've ever worked before. But we have to get to a place in resting in Him. Let me show you this next clip in Sonic. It's all yours. Everyone get back. I think you have something that belongs to me. This is my power. And I'm not using it to run away anymore. I'm using it to protect my friends.
even Earth. You are Donut Lord. So, how many of us feel like Sonic right there? <laughs> Where you've been banging your head against, you know, ships. Uh, you've just been going back and forth. And, and you've just been fighting, fighting, and fighting, fighting, and going on, going on, going on, you know. And, and, and this, if you never played Sonic, what, what mode is Sonic in here? Super Sonic, somebody said it. That's right, okay? So he's in super Sonic mode. And then finally he gets done, and, you know, we see the bad guy, you know, maybe go away. I'm not going to give away the movie to you. And then we see this place where, hopefully, after this battle, Sonic can just rest. Sonic's not very good at rest if you watch the movie. I think he kind of represents a lot of us. Because I'm not good at rest. And so I don't, honestly, right now, I don't care if any of you get anything out of this message. It might just be for me this morning. Pray for me, because I need to figure out how to just rest. And when I say rest... I'm not talking about taking a nap, although I like taking a nap, you know. But it's just abiding in Him. Not striving, not having to try, but just realizing that everything that I have is already in Christ. Every, everything, that I, excuse me, everything that I need, I already have in Christ. Everything that I have a need for, He already has for me. He has it all. He sees the whole picture, the whole thing. You know, Acts chapter 9, verse 31, it says this. It said, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and was strengthened. Living in the fear of the Lord. Everyone say, fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. What is fear of the Lord? We'll come back to that in a moment. And encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. See, they enjoyed a time of peace. Peace is the exact same word for rest here in the Bible. And so peace and rest, they're, they're interchangeable essentially in this verse. And peace is not determined by your outward experience, okay? Not your circumstances that are happening. Peace happens inside. We either have peace on the inside no matter what happens on the outside. We're either driven or we're relaxed. We either abide or we strive. Peace is opposed to us striving all the time. You know, my prayer is that I have peace and rest in my heart. Not like, okay God, what do you want to do next? What sermon series do we not miss? How are we going to go to church? What about those that like mass? What about those that hate mass? What about this? What about that? Who are we on? Like, I just want to go, you know what Lord? I want to rest in my confidence, not in myself or in anyone else other than Christ Jesus. That's it. That's it. Can I hear a good amen, somebody? Come on. Come on. You know, I think, I think we get so wound up that I think God's teaching me to take it easy. And the only way I can do that is in Him. I'm a wound up kind of guy. I'm like, ah, let's go. Let's play on. Let's, let's cast this vision. Let's do this next thing. There's three different rests the Bible talks about. First one is this. It's redemption rest. In other words, to redeem something literally means to buy. 
And so it's a rest in the fact that I can't save myself. Jesus has already done it. Okay? So I can't be like, well, i got to be a good enough person this week. Oh, man, I only sinned once. I only sinned. No. No, because if, if my salvation is determined on that, I'm screwed, dude. Like, it's over. Game over. No bonus life. Right? Okay? That's, that's one of the things that I used to love about old video games. When you died, you died. Today, what happens in video games? You know, you ever played like the Lego Star Wars or one of those Lego? You just get another life and another life and another life and over, over, and over, and over again. Now, I could say that's grace with Christ, but I think in life we get to choose Him or not. And we get to realize that Christ is the one who redeemed us. That's redemption rest. Second is a sinner's rest. We're all sinners. Welcome to the club. You know, Pastor, I'm never going to church because it's all full of hypocrites. Yep, and there's always room for one more. <laughs> Let that simmer for a while. You see, we receive the sinner's rest because what happens, Jesus said, He said, Come to me, you who are heavy burdened, you that are weary, and I'll give you rest. That's coming under Him going, Christ, you're my foundation. I'm going to abide in you and allow the rest that you offer to permeate my entire life. Some of you are so desperate for that, you can't even see it because we're caught up in the rat race of life. Been there. I've lived it. I've tried it. I still try it. And I stink at it. So do you. Welcome to the club. Okay, so we've got this redemption rest. He pays for us. The sinner's rest where He takes our burdens. And the third one that I love is the saint's rest. The saint's rest I love because here's what it is. You see, God loves you whether you raise the dead or take a, take a nap the same. Okay? Whether you see a miracle happen or whether you take a nap, God's love for you doesn't change. Okay? Whether you go to church every Sunday and you tithe every Sunday or you've never given a dime to church and never gone to church, His love for you doesn't change. It is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Every single time. And so Jesus, he says here in Mark chapter 30, he's, t- he's talking to his disciples. They're all doing this ministry. I don't have this on the screen for you. And they're going around and around doing all this ministry. And one of the things that Jesus says, he says, come away with me. He just says, hey, come with me. Let's go and just rest. And they look. And here's what's interesting about this, this scripture here in Mark chapter 30. There were people everywhere in need of food. There was need everywhere. All this need, and Jesus said, hold up. We're going to pause that for a second. He said, I just want you to come away with me. I just want you to be with me. Be in my presence. See what it's like. See how it will transform you. There will always be more need. There will always be more to do. At your job, there's always more to be done. You could stay longer. You could work harder. Is it worth it? Or is He worth it? And what He's showing me is sometimes I have, I have it backwards. And so i got to constantly rely of just resting in Him. That's that saint's rest. Let me give you this thought here. A restless heart leads to a reckless life. Okay? A restless heart leads to a reckless life. We've got to be abiding in Him. I think many times, and again, preaching to myself, I think we're chasing the wrong thing or we're busy with things that don't matter. Okay? You know, how how many of you would say, okay, let's let's just be real for a moment. How many of you have ever said in your lifetime, just by round of applause, okay, that you've been too busy? 99% of you and 1% of you lie. It's all right. Hypocrites are welcome in church. Okay. So here's the deal. Let me, so I don't know about you. I don't know a lot of Chinese, but let me show you one Chinese pictograph here. If you can put that up on the screen. There it is. Okay. How, How 
many know Chinese? Anyone here know Chinese? Okay, what do you know what this is? This is this this symbol or character means busy in Chinese, okay? So what's very interesting to me about this is this is how they would write busy in their culture. And so the first character is actually it means heart. And the other character means to kill. I think they're on to something. I think they're on to something. Because I think what happens is we get too busy with the wrong things rather than just abiding in Him. You know, I was surprised by this. Because I think busyness, it's the opposite of rest. We can have rest or restlessness. Busyness is the unrivaled arch enemy of spiritual authenticity. Well, I gotta keep doing for God. I gotta keep doing. I gotta. I gotta do. I'm again preaching to myself. I gotta keep doing this. I gotta. I gotta make sure we got everything lined up. Gotta make sure we got the team ready to go. Gotta make sure we got this for the block party. Gotta make sure we got our team. We got all this. Did we invite enough? Did we market right? Did we do all this? And I think God's just saying, "Who cares? Who cares? What about just being with me? Don't miss out. Okay. Don't let. Don't get distracted this morning. Let God speak to you what He wants to say. Just listen to His Holy Spirit. You see. What happened is they lived in the fear of God. Well, what does that mean to live in the fear of God? Well, you have the fear of God versus independence. Let me show you this last clip. to push buttons. Your flying eggs are pretty impressive, Mr. Eggman. But let's face it, you'll never catch me. Confidence. A fool's substitute for intelligence. That's not good. Uh, Sonic, you got the super speed and everything, but Maddie and I? Totally defenseless. Probably going to get blown up. Pretty much, yeah. Don't worry. I know exactly what to do. I was not expecting that. (laughs) But I was expecting not to expect something, so it doesn't count. is evil. We've got rest versus restlessness. And we've got fear of the Lord versus independence. And here's what I want to talk about that. You see, throughout this movie, 
Sonic feared being alone. You know, he finally met these two friends. He was with them. You know, he's hanging out. And then I think what happens when we finally realize and we say yes to a relationship with Christ, what takes place often is things become uncomfortable. They become weird. Your friends start asking you, you're going to church? What's going on? You believe in that Jesus thing? What, what's happening? And they get all confused because... What happens is the Holy Spirit's working on your heart. He's working in you. He's working on us. And what happens is we go from this place of independence to dependence. And I don't know about you, but that's hard for me. I'm a very independent guy. But I think what I have to realize is God wants me to have this thing called the fear of God. In fact, this word fear of God happens over 300 times throughout Scripture. Okay, I think of the couple. What, what did he do? What did Sonic do with the couple? Come on, kids. What did he do? He threw him off the roof. You know? He threw him off the roof. You know, who does that to save somebody's life? And I think not often do the ways of Christ make sense to us. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. It says, Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They can't touch your soul. Fear only... Stay with me. Fear only... Stay with me, okay? Don't be distracted right now. Just stay with me. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Don't miss out on what He wants to do. Fear only God. Who can what? Destroy both soul and body in hell. Ah. Well, that's not very encouraging, Pastor Christ. I don't like that message at all. Just tickle my ears. Let me feel good. Well, then I'm not preaching the truth because the truth is unless we know Jesus, we're going to spend eternity away from Him. And so I'm showing you love by revealing to you the truth through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let Him open your eyes to that today. No one's going to force anything on you here. But I want you to take my invitation really seriously today. And that's to say yes to a relationship with Jesus. He'll transform your life. It might feel like you're being thrown off a building. It might feel a little crazy, a little rat race going on. It might not be easy, but He wants the best for you. I firmly believe that with all my heart. Sometimes that's hard. You see, fear of God is this. You know, the Bible says not to fear. Well, why do we fear God then? Well, it's this holy reverence realizing that He has your best interest in mind when you and I can't see that. Fear of God is one of the most untouched topics because it will literally scare the hell out of you. Okay? Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10, it says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Okay, hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Hold up on the cool guitar tone. Just, I want you to catch this. The fear of God is the beginning of what? So should I start there? Yeah. Okay, keep going. Thanks, Mark. All right. Appreciate that. Okay? Yeah. And, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Knowledge of Christ is understanding. So if I want wisdom and understanding... Wait a second, it's real simple. I just surrender to Him. Because the fear of the Lord is the basis for good versus evil. Fear of the Lord is, is the basis for rest. It doesn't bring shame. Fear of the Lord is the start. It's the beginning. It's, it's, the, it's the entry point of a relationship with Him. In fact, I want to put this number up. We'll just leave this up here for the rest of the service. But text yes. This We just ask every Sunday. If you want to say yes to a relationship with Jesus, just text us. We pray for you. You can tell us your name if you want to. But I think so often in life, we fear man because we fear God so little. What if we chose to fear Him? What if we chose to say, God, I want you to 
reveal yourself in me? What if we say, God, I want rest in you? What if we say, God, I'm no longer going to try to figure out the world right now? <laughs> Amen. Some of you are still trying to figure it out, and you're getting your panties and your underwear in a bunch, okay? You're going to continue to do that until you realize we're not called to have that discernment between good and evil. He only has that. So rest in Him. He wants you to have that rest. And see, the fear of God, it brings life. Let me pray for you this morning. Before I pray, it's only at the Bridge Church we can wrap in Sonic the Hedgehog with salvation and the fear of God. Come on, somebody. That's what it's about here, all right? Lord, I don't know every person here. But I know that you care for every person that's in this room, that's listening online. Lord, you care for every person. Lord, whether they're coming for the block party, whether they're here right now, you gave your life because you care. I'm just thankful, God. Lord, I know there's times that I even doubt. There's times that I have struggles. There's times where I don't live like I want to live. Pray you'd forgive me. Pray you'd love me where I'm at as I abide in you. I pray today, Lord, if there's anyone here that's never said yes to a relationship with you, they would before they leave. Or if they need encouragement, your word would encourage them. They'd be encouraged by you or by the people here. God, that you would have your way, Lord, in our hearts this morning. God, nothing can hinder what your Holy Spirit wants to do. I thank you, Lord, that no matter where we're at in our faith journey, whether we're asking questions or whether we've been a Christian for a long time, you love us right where we're at. But you love us enough not to leave us there. So this morning we say yes to you. Have your way in our lives. Would you bless every family, every person that's listening to this message? Would they find rest? Would they come to an understanding of the fear of God? Lord, and would they see good versus evil in a whole new way? Lord, you're good. You're for good. And so, Father, I thank you for our time this morning. God, right now, I just want to lift up the lunch that we're about to receive. I want to lift up and thank every person that's poured time, energy, and effort in, into the events outside happening. I thank you for just every person that's represented here, God. And every story, may it glorify you. Thank you for this time. and. We pray now for this meal and just for us to celebrate, Lord, as we celebrate 10 years as a church together in this community. May we continue to be a life-giving force in this community with every story, every life change. Have your way today and through this week and beyond. We thank you. We love you. We honor you. Amen. Come on. Can we just give Jesus some applause this morning? Everybody, come on. Love you, Lord. This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.